Good morning, survivors, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien on this, the 678th day of our broadcast. Today I'm sharing another Stories for Stories, and just to warn you going in, this is going to be another one of our more heavy broadcasts. Um, Without further introduction, I'm, I'm just going to read this letter. My name is Henry Blake. I've survived everything that this new world has thrown at me, including the loss of my wife, leaving our home, some incidences with unscrupulous individuals, starting over with nothing more than once after fleeing from zombies, and all the trials and tribulations of learning to survive in the zombie apocalypse. I have been able to survive, taken stride. But this, this I am not sure I will be able to recover from. Last week, my two daughters returned. I know that we have all lost people along the way. I lost my wife early on, and I hate to admit it, but losing her was nothing like losing Meg and Katie. I'm writing this to be shared on the air because I know of no other way of dealing with my grief. Meg was 12. She had soft brown hair that she liked to keep cropped short. Her favorite color was blue, and her favorite food was pizza. When Meg was nine, she asked me if mermaids laid eggs or gave live birth. She may have been the baby in our family, but she never acted like it. There were times when she was the more grown-up of the girls, despite being two years younger than her sister. Meg was fierce. She was opinionated and easy to laugh, and her laugh was loud and contagious, especially around kids. She could make kids laugh easily, and they fed off her positive energy. My daughter Katie was 14. Her hair was a dirty blonde that she kept in a long braid down her back. She was the more quiet of the two. But oh, how she was silly. In an intense situation, Katie was the one who could make a silly pun under her breath to diffuse the tension. And she was smart. Not just book smart, but life smart, too. She was proud of her good grades in school. But what I was more proud of was the way that she could figure things out. When the world fell and we had to figure out how to survive, we couldn't have done it without Katie's creative thinking, ingenuity, and what I like to call her zombie street smarts. Meg and Katie were a team. They could take down zombies with the best of them, and that surprised me. In regular life, you don't think of your children's abilities to put down zombies as being on the list of life skills that you want to teach them. But when this thing went down, they took to it as if they'd been doing it all their lives. They had a penchant for helping others, too. Whenever we'd come across people fighting off a horde, Meg and Katie would jump in to help out. And now they've turned. Both of them, on the same day, and I couldn't bring myself to put them down. After they were bitten, I stayed with them while we waited for the inevitable. We took shelter in a house that had an overgrown rose garden. White roses were Katie's favorite flower. We spent the last hours talking about their childhoods, about their mom, and about their dreams for the future, a future that we all knew at that point would never come. After they turned, I left them there in the house as zombies. I I just couldn't put them down. I don't know how to face life without my daughters. They were everything to me. They were all of my joy in life. They were my challenge as I tried to raise them in the best way that I knew how. They were life's lessons in how to be a good person in the world. They were my whole life and my whole future. 
my next great trial now going forward is how to live my life without them. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Just after they turned, I went on a rampage, putting down as many zombies as I could. Then I holed up in bed for four days, not caring if the world went on without me. I'm going to have to figure out some way of facing life somewhere in between. I don't know how other parents have managed to go on with their life having lost their children. Right now it hurts to do anything. From opening my eyes in the morning to interacting with people, everything hurts. Everything. I'm unmotivated to eat or otherwise take care of myself, but I am trying. Nothing in life has prepared me for losing my daughters. I don't know what my reason is to go on. But I am still here. I am still alive. I may not know why, but I am still here. And that's the end of Henry Blake's letter. I can't imagine what he's going through right now, having never been a parent. But all I can say is to keep at it. Keep on surviving. When we don't know how we're going to make it from one day to the next, the important thing is to keep going. I hope that joy finds its way back into your life. I hope meaning and happiness creep back in sooner rather than later. You have our deepest sympathy for your loss. For all of you out there listening, I hope you're finding a way to make it each day and finding joy no matter what you're going through. We gave Henry a copy of Judge and Jury by James Patterson in exchange for his story. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.